Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the Nintendo Powercast. This is a bonus episode. We are looking at part three. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Ask the developer. And we're just going to jump right into this thing here. So, part three. A world connected all the way to the skies. Here's from the interviewer. It says, I now understand the challenges and circumstances behind the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom development. You said that the setting is the same as that of the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. However, now that you can explore the skies above Hyrule, does this mean that the world has expanded considerably? Oh boy, I'm excited to dive into this. So, Fujibayashi says, yes, there are the skies and caves to explore now. These are also areas we weren't able to create in the previous title for multiple reasons. Dota. Actually, the previous title, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, was originally developed for the Wii U. So, there were restrictions in development. There were a lot of ideas we wanted to implement during its development, but we made clear decisions on what we wouldn't do in that game. For example, we decided that it wouldn't involve flying. Then, Anuma-san kept saying, If flying is out of the question, I want to dig underground. And we'd respond, oh, no, please don't make us develop that, too. They laughed. Anuma, it was just my natural response when playing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, man, I want to dig a hole right here. Everyone laughs. 
Dota. For the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, we be- we began by compiling and implementing ideas we couldn't include in the previous title. We wouldn't have been able to do so. So we, uh, so uh, let's see, we wouldn't be able to do so had we made a completely new world. So developing in the same setting as the previous game was significant in this sense as well. Uh, Takazawa, the entrances to the cliffside caves, the entrances to cliffside caves might be a good example. And there is a photo here. If you're not seeing the video of Link standing in front of one of those caves in the previous title, the cliffs would only be climbed up and the cliff sides were bare. Uh, Takazawa says, I think that players who find cliffside caves in this game might start wondering, is there one in the cliffs over there too? When a place, even one that's already familiar is augmented with something of worth, you begin to see the world in a different light. Even as the game's developers, we started seeing the landscape in a different way while working on the game. I believe the way players explore Hyrule is going to change too. Now, before we get to the next section here, I think one one thing that's very important, I love hearing this. I love hearing that essentially Breath of the Wild was limited due to the Wii U, is my assumption, and that the Switch gave them more more power which i mean that seems crazy right when you think about breath of the wild just how big how vast how just it's just crazy but there was no there was no flying there was no underground we would glide and i love that they're basically able to open this world up just by letting us go inside and explore this is exciting to me. I'm and I love hearing them talk about how like where's the line? It says when a place, even one that's already familiar, is augmented with something of worth, you begin to see the world in a different light. Even as the game developers, we started to see the landscape in a different way while working on the game. And I believe the way players will explore Hyrule will change too. And I don't know about you guys, but the more I played Breath of the Wild and it was like, I'm climbing all these cliffs, but there's, there's nothing to go. There's nothing to, there's no, there's no caves to explore. It it felt strange. I mean, there were a few here and there, but not to the, not to the extent that you're you're kind of used to in Zelda games where it was like, yo, let me drop a bomb right here. That's going to open up a pathway to a secret area. It's one of those things with with Zelda titles. We would always see like, oh, there's the where I need to put the bomb, but I don't have bombs yet. I got to make a mental note. I'll come back to that later. I wonder if we're going to get a similar effect with this one. Like, yo, yo I'm going to drop a pin right here. I'm too busy. I'm in the middle of a quest, but I want to explore this cave later. I kind of wonder if that's how it's going to be with this. Moving on in the article here, it says, I see. It's a Legend of Zelda characteristic for one hint to lead to another, causing a chain reactions for players to view different places in new ways. How about the skies then? Uh, Fujibayashi says, although the walls in the last game gave height, I thought the gameplay was largely two-dimensional. This time we added verticality. In other words, gameplay that utilizes uh, that utilizes height. We developed a three-dimensional world under the premise that you'd be able to travel from surface to skies seamlessly. Link also has a new action called Dive and a new outfit for the skies. The interviewer says, thinking about how to get to the floating sky islands seems fun. Fuji Biayashi says the actions you take to get there 
and the exploration of the Sky Islands themselves are both uh, a lot of fun. The new actions in Sky Area were such novelties to us that we added one Sky Island after another to test out different gameplay elements. Then one day, the designer scolded us. They said, you've made the skies messy by adding too many islands. And they laugh. Uh, Takizawa says it was pretty cluttered and also laughs. Anuma says, when we placed the islands to scale in the skies, I was surprised to see just how small they were when looking up at them from the ground. Dota says, as with previous title, we ensured that everything connected seamlessly. Things like houses were built to scale, and even to enter a house, there's no map transition. From the windows, you can see the outside exactly the way you did before entering the house. Everything looks just as it should, but when we created the skies to scale on a seamless map and added features like floating stepping stones, they appeared too small from the ground and only looked like loose specks of trash. Laughs. In the end, the designers did a great job of adjusting their appearance. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Wakai says connecting the ground and the skies seamlessly also presented difficulties from a sound perspective. Dota said, yes, the sound often pressed the programmers to clarify where the dividing line between the surface and the sky was. Uh, Wakai, sound transitions were done seamlessly as well, but the background music in particular needed to change according to the situation. Because of this, we need to place transition triggers to indicate where the music should switch. Notice that I'd never needed to consider where the sky begins before, so I had to think about it. And everyone laughs. Um, Wakai also, it was difficult to find a fitting sound for the sky. Takazawa, I guess it's because the sky is a scene we've all we've all only ever witnessed from inside an airplane, right? Wakai, exactly. I knew that flying in the sky sounded, I knew what flying in the sky sounded like, but the request was for an island in the sky. Anuma, after all, no one has ever been to an island in the sky. The interviewer then proceeds to ask, we've only discussed the skies, but this title has dungeons too, right? Mind blown, you guys. This is what I was wanting, what was missing. We talked about it in part one where they mentioned the 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 divine beasts were the dungeons but they were so similar that it didn't really feel at all like a dungeon and it was kind of like one big puzzle and then once you got through it you fought a boss that was also very similar let's see if they answer how they answer this question fujibayashi says yes we haven't talked about the dungeons yet They've changed from the previous game. For example, there is a dungeon that connects directly from Hyrule's surface. If you dive from the sky straight into the dungeon, you'll trigger an event. We think this will be a new experience that wasn't possible in previous games. Or, I'm sorry, in the previous game. Dota. 
We've made dungeons unique to their respective environments, so we think you'll be able to enjoy the wide variety of regional characteristics. Uh, Takizawa, making a wide variety, and there's qu quotations on wide variety, was pretty challenging. The Fortifying Beast were the dungeons in the last game, and they shared similar designs. This time, the dungeons are huge and each carry their own regional look and feel, just like, just like the traditional Legend of Zelda games. We think they will provide a satisfying challenge for players. They were certainly a challenge to develop. You guys, this, to me, was the missing piece, the, the, the one element that was that was missing for the legend of Zelda breath of the wild. And it is finally going to be a part of essentially breath of the wild. And I cannot wait to jump back into this and, or jump into this and be able to explore these dungeons and not only the dungeons, but the bosses, the bosses are one of the things that, that I missed the most. The dungeon is great. And, and I can't wait to explore and see how, you know, how do they make a dungeon in Tears of the Kingdom? Because you have the majority of your, of your power-ups right in your hand, right? That's, that's the, what we can assume. But to be able to, to create puzzles that are, uh, you know, and if you think about past Zelda titles, you needed a hookshot in order to get to a certain area, but you didn't have that hookshot until you found it later on in the dungeon. And you might have needed a... Uh, a boomerang but you didn't have the boomerang until later on in the dungeon and so how do they how do they incorporate this into into the into this game the way that you always have your power you know your power-ups are always on you and we saw something similar in a link um what was it a link between worlds the the 3ds game and and you could rent all the power-ups you needed right off the bat and so that would help you traverse that game differently than if you played it like a traditional Zelda game. So the fact that the developers are talking about how challenging these dungeons were to develop gets me excited. I really, really, it, it's got me so pumped because I cannot wait to see what we're going to experience. And if you think about the trailer, the past trailers, they showed one, at least one made, no, uh, I take that back. We've seen a number of what I can only assume are bosses. And they they are somewhat traditional Zelda bosses as well as they look to be somewhat new. And I cannot wait to be able to explore these dungeons. You know, and like they said, we've uh, there's what they say that you'll be able to um, dive from the sky straight into the dungeon and you'll trigger an event. Like, I can't wait for this. And what does this mean for our, our leveling up and our progression and having enough hearts? And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm at a little, bit of a, a little bit of a loss, but also very excited. And we are just two days away from being able to experience this for ourselves. And I'm, I'm going to lose myself in this game. And you can expect a lot of content. We're going to be talking about this game a lot for the next coming, the next couple of weeks. And we're also going to be taking a look at parts four and five of this, uh, of this series of ask the developers um, or ask the developer volume nine tears of the kingdom. So thank you guys so much for tuning in for this three part series. And we're going to be, we're going to be hitting up four and five tomorrow when they release and we've got our main show tonight where we're going to be talking about 
the top 10 Zelda items from all the Zelda games. So you're going to have to let us know if we chose correctly. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye now.